Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, the St. Louis Blues close out their road trip with a game against the first place in the Pacific Vegas Golden Knights. Jordan Bennington gets the start. Going to be a tough challenge. The Blues have an opportunity to go 4-1 on the very, very difficult road trip. Plus, what do certain Blues players want for Christmas? Christmas is on Sunday. I figured it would be a fun little segment to go through a couple players and semi-serious but also semi-joking say, what do they want for Christmas? Uh, updates on Jordan Kyrou's injury, all of that and more on today's episode of the Locked On Blues podcast. Make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm your host, as always, Josh Hyman. Thanks for tuning in. If you're new to the show, welcome. You can find it on any podcast platform and on YouTube completely free. Just type in Lockdown Blues wherever you get your podcast or on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe where you get your podcasts. You never miss a new episode. They're coming out hot. 2023 is going to be a big year but before we get into that obviously we still gotta still got some housekeeping to do for 2022 i'm um, gonna be a fun episode today before we get into it though thanks for making lockdown blues your first listen making me part of your daily routine the support has been great lately um and i appreciate that so a couple of things to get through today talking about what certain blues players and maybe the fans want for christmas as it is right around the corner you know merry christmas and happy hanukkah to any of those who celebrate um plus a new segment that i'm going to introduce uh for friday episodes called blue of the week so who's been the best player over the last week now there have only been a couple games this week so it's going to expand into the end of last week but i hope i hope that's acceptable i hope that's okay um and then closing out the episode going to preview the matchup tonight between the st louis blues and vegas golden knights before i get into that gonna introduce sort of a new segment as well here um just sort of a, a, a housekeeping Twitter version. So a couple, couple tweets I want to go over that talk about the Blues um, and their recent success, lack of success, or just whatever whatever I find interesting. So the first tweet um, that I find kind of fun to share uh, comes from Jeremy Rutherford. Uh, since November 10th, which was the end of the Blues' eight-game losing streak, and we all know and love how, how much fun that was, uh, the Blues have a 643 point percentage and a 3.52 goals per game. Uh, the point percentage would put them at 10th in the NHL, and their goals per game would put them at 6th in the NHL. So, moral of the story there is the Blues have been playing some pretty decent hockey as of late. They've still been a very streaky team. Yes, absolutely, that's the case. And that might be the case all season, unfortunately. Um, but, you know... It just goes to show that they're not nearly as bad as the version of the Blues that we saw um, throughout that eight-game losing streak. Now, obviously, those stats were pretty cherry-picked. I'm sure if you included 
their goals against per game uh, since then, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be pretty. Um, I think that the Blues have still struggled defensively, even even with um, their improved play, and and that's definitely going to be something that they need to work out. However, you know the goaltending has been better, the defense has been a little bit better, and the offense has turned a corner completely. So encouraging signs there. Um, they're still not too far out of a playoff spot, believe it or not. Um, the West has continued to have been really bad. So that's allowed the Blues an opportunity to remain in the race. And if they string together a couple more wins, you know, you never know what we could see. The Blues were in last place uh, about a month from now in the year that they won the Cup. So um, not even a month from now, actually. I think it was the beginning of January. So a couple weeks from now, the Blues were in last place. So it's it's not too late, but they need to continue to play good hockey. Now, on the opposite end of that, um, talking about bad hockey, Unfortunately, we got to talk about Ryan O'Reilly now. I might go into this a little bit later or on another episode, but the tweet comes from uh, Cap Friendly on Twitter, obviously on Twitter. Uh, assists per game with the St. Louis Blues for Ryan O'Reilly. His first year, the year the Blues won the Cup, he had 0.6 assists per game. The next year, 2019-2020, he had 0.69 assists per game. The following year, dipped a little bit. 0.54 assists per game. Last season, he was at just below 50, uh, uh, half an assist per game at 0.47 assists per game. Now, I'm gonna give you a, I'm gonna give you a minute to guess what his assists per game are this year. Don't look it up. All right, your time's up. This year, this season, Ryan O'Reilly is averaging 0.18 assists per game. A huge, huge, huge drop off for him. Now, a couple of things that that. Um, that that uh, brings up. First of all, COVID really screwed the Blues in 2020. Uh, Jordan Bennington was an all-star. Ryan O'Reilly was playing his best hockey with the Blues, and that includes the, the, the time that he carried them to a Stanley Cup pretty much. Um, Blues might have been able to go back-to-back if they didn't have to take like a, a five-month break on the regular season. You know, they struggled so much in the bubble. Um, would have been interesting to see. But the, also what comes with that is I think there's a very good chance depending on um, Ryan O'Reilly's asking price, that he does not come back to the St. Louis Blues next year. He is definitely, definitely, definitely regressed in terms of his offensive gameplay. I think defensively, he's still a very, very good player, a very, very valuable player, uh, and on the faceoffs as well. But there has been a huge drop-off in his offense. Um, He's just not that guy anymore. He only has... How many goals? Nine goals in the year, which I guess that's actually tied for third on the team so goal scoring he's been all right but assist wise he only has six assists on the year and that was honestly where he was arguably the most valuable for the blues was his playmaking ability in the offensive zone so the fact that he has dropped off so much in that aspect and also his time on ice is way down getting only 18 minutes a night I think it's shown that he's starting to show his age a little bit and if he wants a big hefty contract um He might not be getting it from the St. Louis Blues. That being said, though, in this upcoming second segment, I'm going to be talking about what some Blues players, fans, coaching staff, etc. might want for Christmas, purely from hockey sense, not not actual gifts, but, you know, could be fun either way. Uh, Give my award for Blue of the Week and then breaking down the game against the Vegas Golden Knights. But before I do that, I don't have exactly an advertisement today, but it is still an important message with the holiday season. Did you know that driving high is still considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every single state, even states where marijuana is legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI. If you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell. 
your coworkers can tell, your parents can tell, everyone can tell. So what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high? Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So even if you think you're fine to drive high, you're not. The bottom line is if you feel different, you drive different. Driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI. That has been paid for by the NHTSA. Please be safe, especially in the holiday season, guys. It is, it is, it's a decision that could change not just your life, but lives of tons of people around you. So, you know, make the smart decision. Call an Uber, call a friend, whatever it may be. That being said, let's take one short break. We'll be back for segment two in the second half of today's episode. All right, so let's break it down. Let's give out the first annual or first weekly Blue of the Week award. Now, this is going to extend back into last week because technically in this calendar week, the Blues have only played, what, two games? Tonight will be their third. So moving back into last week, this award would have gone to Jordan Cairo, but he is hurt, unfortunately. So instead, I'm going to give this award to the goaltender, the man between the pipes, Jordan Bennington. And now by Blue of the Week, I guess this technically means Blue of the last 11 days, but shut up. It's my segment. I make the rules. I do what I want. <laughs> um, dating back to... December 12th uh, against Nashville, it was the second night of a back-to-back, and Jordan Bington came in and pitched a shutout for his 100th career win, stopping all 25 shots against the Nashville Predators. He followed that up three days later with a game against the Edmonton Oilers, making 24 saves on 27 shots. Not his best game in terms of save percentage, but he held on. He gave the Blues a chance to win. He slowed down Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. He had another great game, and then December 19th against Vancouver. Two games ago, he put on an absolute masterclass facing 34 shots and saving all but one of them. So 33 saves for those of you that aren't so good at math like myself. Um, He has been playing his best hockey since the cup run this season. And fortunately, the team is finally, you know, showing him the respect that he deserves for that. Uh, But you know, they, they still got to be a little bit better. But if Bennington is able to play at this level for the rest of the season, that is what is going to give the Blues the best chance to make the playoffs. They need him to continue to play this way. Uh, and I I hope he can. I think he will. Um, tonight against Vegas is going to be a big test of that for sure. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the challenge. Now, fun little segment idea. What do some Blues players want for Christmas? I'm just going based off of the point list. I got it pulled up on my phone. I didn't pre-make this. I thought it would be fun to sort of just go off the cuff. Um and, and, you know, have a bit of a lighter segment. So let's start with Jordan Bennington. What does Jordan Bennington want for Christmas? He wants consistent play in front of him. He has been playing spectacular hockey, and he's been getting admittedly very frustrated, um, as we've seen. And part of that is due to, at times, when he plays poorly, but the team has not been giving him the support that he deserves uh, up until the last few games. So if Jordan Bennington opens up his Christmas present, and it's the entire Blues roster saying, hey, we're going to try a little bit harder when you're in net. I think that is exactly what he wants. What does Jordan Kyrie want for Christmas? It's the same thing that all of us Blues fans want. It's for him to be healthy. He was on an absolute roll. He leads the team in points, leads the team in goals by a good margin. I think he's five goals ahead of the next guy. Um, And unfortunately, he is out with a concussion right now. He is not playing tonight in Vegas. He didn't play last game in Seattle. Um... He is having a career year. He's proving that he is worthy of that extension. But him, just like all of us, wants to come back, wants to be healthy. Vladimir Tarasenko, what does he want for Christmas? 
I think he wants some more goals. Heading into this year, I said that Vladimir Tarasenko had the potential of scoring 40 goals, and he looked like that was possible in the first three games. He scored a bunch of goals and then went cold. He only has nine goals on the year, which is good enough for third place on the team, but still, I think he is capable of more. We're 10 games away from the halfway mark of the season, and it's looking like he might not even hit 30 on the year. Um, but when he scores, man, does he love it. Uh, I, I hope that he can start finding the back of the net a little bit more. It'll mean a lot of success for the St. Louis Blues. Uh, but yeah, fingers crossed. All right, let's 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 see. Let's see. What does Colton Pareko want for Christmas? Colton Pareko wants a consistent D partner that is as good as Jay Bomeister. When Colton Pareko had Jay Bomeister on his defensive pairing, he looked like one of the best defensemen in the entire NHL. And ever since then, he has had below replacement level defensemen that he's played with, whether it's Nick Letty or Nico Mikula. He has been a lot better than the defenseman that he is playing with. And that's caused him to struggle. You know, it, it's it's one thing, it's a knock on him for sure. But also the fact that he's just been asked to do too much over the last few years. It's it's disappointing. It's frustrating. Um, and I think, you know, obviously it's not going to happen by Christmas. But if we are ever to see that Colton Pareko that we saw in the cup run again, he's going to have to play with a a really elite defenseman, a guy that can allow him to thrive and allow him to play in that role. And then finally, what do Blues fans want for Christmas? What do we want? What do I want out of the St. Louis Blues for Christmas or Hanukkah? They celebrate both. So, you know, got got two chances. Um, consistent play. That's it. This Blues team has been by far the most inconsistent team I have ever watched in any sport, not just hockey, basketball, football, baseball, the win streaks and the and, and, and them looking, well, I actually, I mean, I am a Celtics fan and for those of you that follow the NBA, the Celtics have been extraordinarily inconsistent. They uh, won 21 of their first 25 games and then have been the worst offense in the NBA since then. So I guess it's just my luck, um, but what do Blues fans want for Christmas? Consistent play. Uh, when this team is at their best, they look like world beaters. They look like they could be just on the verge of being a contender. Um, not quite there, but still good enough to make a playoff run. But when this team is at their worst, they look like a contender for Connor Bedard and the number one spot in the draft lottery. And I've flipped back and forth on the potential of this team this season. I have no idea what they're going to do, um, you know, long term. But I just want to know, man. I want to. I want to sit down next week and have the same feeling about this team that I have now. Well, I guess that doesn't exist, but you know what I mean? Like I want to, I want to watch this team play for five straight games and be like, okay, yeah, I, I know what this team is capable of. Not, you know, not see J- Dr. Jekyll and, and Hyde or whatever the story is out of this team. Um, consistent play, you know, it, it's, it seems simple, but at the same time, it's something that we haven't seen this year out of the blues uh, for a long stretch of time. We've seen them lose eight in a row. We've seen them win seven in a row. We've seen them win three in a row and lose four in a row and whatever um i'm not saying i want to see them win and then lose and then win and then lose but (laughs) when they go on a win streak i guess tonight's a good example i'm pretty sure they haven't they haven't limited a loss to like one in a row all season i'm pretty sure when they lose they lose multiple games in a row and same thing when they win so i guess it really (coughs) excuse me I guess it really just comes down to bouncing back after losses and retaining that identity. The Seattle game was a different story because they were just gassed. It was, you know, second night of a back-to-back and their fourth game in six days or fourth game in like five days even. Um, 
it was a very tough stretch for them. So tonight's going to be a good test of that. That being said, I'm going to head into the third and final segment where I'm talking about the matchup against the Vegas Golden Knights. So make sure you stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Going to be a fun segment. All right, all right, all right. At 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, the Blues match up against the Vegas Golden Knights, closing out their extremely difficult road trip that they've had a lot of success on. The Blues are 6-7-1 and one on the road. Surprisingly, Vegas is only 9-9 nine and nine on the road. They're 14-2-1 on the road. So I guess they're not as good in their own barn um, as they would like. So an opportunity for the Blues there to improve their road record. Um, Vegas comes in having only won one in a row. The Blues come in having lost one in a row. Blues still sit at 22nd in the NHL in goals per game. Vegas is a top 10 offense in the in the NHL. Blues have not the greatest shots on goal per game. We've talked about that. Um, Vegas is up there, though, with almost 33 shots per game. Special teams is really good for Vegas. They are 7th on the power play. Blues are 14th. Uh, faceoff percentage. Vegas is one of the better teams in the NHL. They are top five in there. And then defensively, Vegas is really good as well. Uh, ninth in goals allowed per game. Tenth in shots allowed per game. Penalty kill is the one area where I think the Blues can potentially take advantage. Um, even though the Blues are worse than Vegas on the penalty kill, Vegas isn't that great at 23rd in the NHL. However, an interesting note, the Blues and the Golden Knights are the two least penalized teams in the NHL. So special teams, I think the opportunities are going to be limited, but... It is going to be important to capitalize on those opportunities when they are given. So the Blues need to have a strong penalty kill like they have had lately um, to keep Vegas off the board. And then they need to take advantage of Vegas's slightly weaker than average penalty kill um, and hopefully hopefully win the special teams battle. I think if the Blues do win the special teams battle, they will win the game tonight. Logan Thompson gets to start for Vegas. He's having a pretty good year, 15-8, and 9-17 save percentage, two shoutouts. Jordan Bennington gets the nod for St. Louis. Uh, 12, 11, and 1, 3, 11 goals allowed, 8, 9, 7 save percentage, also with two shutouts, but he has been continuing to improve. I'm hoping for a Jordan Bennington masterclass tonight. Um, he likes loud crowds. Vegas is a loud crowd. Um, and I think he wants to continue his strong play. He's been really, really good as of late, and I hope tonight will be no difference. Uh, obviously Jordan Cairo out of the lineup is a big bummer. Let's see if I can pull up the lines really quick. Um, his absence was very much felt in that Seattle game. Uh, they, they couldn't really get much going on offense in his absence. Um, they were obviously just really tired second out of a back to back, but still, so Josh Levo gets the nod on the first line. I've really liked him. He's playing with Saad and O'Reilly second line, Buchnevich, Thomas Tarasenko. You got Barbashev, Shen and Noel Achari, Alexei Torpchenko, Logan Brown and Tyler Pitlick on defense. You got Letty and Pareko, Krug and Falk, Nikola and Bortuzzo and in goal. Obviously, like I said, you got Jordan Binnington. So my pick for locked on player of the game is a guy that I think has been really, really underrated for the Blues this year. Um, not exactly the flashiest player, doesn't put up the most points in the world, however, does a lot of good things, and that is Brandon Saad. Now, he only has nine points on the year in 26 games, seven goals, two assists, so obviously not the point totals you would like to see, but the area that I'm really looking at for him is the penalty kill. He has been a huge, huge difference maker for the Blues defensively and on the penalty kill. He's sort of just filled that Jaden Schwartz role perfectly of being an aggressive two-way player, a good four-checker, a great back-checker, and he has completely, completely reinvented the Blues penalty kill. Um, 
I know he missed a couple games. I'm I'm curious to see what the Blues penalty kill stats look like with him back in the lineup since then because I feel like it has been a completely different team in that aspect. So if he can have a good night defensively and hopefully chip in a little bit offensively as well, the Blues could have a very good chance of beating the Vegas Golden Knights. That being said, that is all the time I have for you guys today. I am going to be on vacation next week, so I'm not sure when I'll be able to get episodes out, but definitely not, definitely still going to be trying to put some out for you guys. Just stay tuned to Twitter and stuff for that. Uh, at Blues on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button whatever podcast platform you're listening to me on. That way you never miss a new episode. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, all that fun stuff. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Hammond NHL. Thank you all so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.